The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure. We're talking about a series of machines from Mobile Suit Gundam MSV, Mobile Suit Variations, and Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Record UC0081, which is a PlayStation 3 video game. This stuff is not spoilery. There's also a variant of these machines from 0083 Stardust Memory Rebellion, the manga adaptation. But all in all, none of this is spoilery for anything. So please just, you know, sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG, your home for all things robots. I'm Six Detmar, and I'm Dylan. And uh, yeah, we're we're here to we're here to roll again. We're keep keep rolling, 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 rolling. Ah, yeah. Ah, we like rolling. We like rolling. It's fun. Oh, well, you it's like rolling. Right. I was gonna say I don't typically roll the die. You roll them, but it sounds like it's fun. I like rolling die. I don't have strong, you know, I think context is a lot, and this is like, this is all right, you know? I think I've had, you know, there are a lot of tabletop times where you're rolling a die for a really exciting result, and I find that more enjoyable, but this is all right. Fair enough, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry the robots aren't as exciting for you. (laughs) That's the closest you've gotten to being snippy in a while. Yeah, but then I had a laugh afterwards to make sure it was known that I wasn't being too snippy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can't help it. I'm just like this. Early UC. Woo! Oh, by the way, regular roll for the listeners at home. Mm-hmm. God, the waveform. Sorry, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously I have Audacity open while I'm recording, and I just, that woo, that was a big waveform. I'm okay with that. That, that means the energy was there. Oh, hey, this is one I, you know, I've, I haven't thought about it in a while, but there was a period where I was like, man, I hope we roll this for a while. Oh. Let's see. Like all things you see, early you see, I think the um, model number is going to be pretty easy for you. Okay. RX81. Oh, the G-Line. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, G-line. that was a that was a quick one. Um, RX81 G-Line. This is an interesting mobile suit series, and <laughs> we'll have to get into some weirdness with it, too, but um, it's a fun one. Um, so, the G-Line... Uh, I guess we have to start with the base G line, um, mm-hmm. which means it's going to be a little weird because here's the thing. The base G line is actually from a later thing, whereas the original G lines are from an earlier thing. Um, so the G line uh, is a mobile suit. Uh, I'll talk about it as a family first, actually, just to get like the context of what I mean there. So um, the G line family of suits are a... A family of mobile suits that were designed to be like a properly mass-produced RX-78-2 in terms of their overall, like, you know, power. Basically, an upgraded gym, right? The idea was, what if we can make something mass-produced, but it wasn't the gym? Like, it was better than the gym, right? And it's not, like, it's not mass, mass-produced, right? No, it was like it's intentionally. Limited. Maybe it's a like, better way of putting it. Right, like, the, we want to have a mass-production ace custom, basically. Yeah. Um, and in its original incarnation, there were two variants of it, the light armor and the standard armor. 
Um, and the idea was, like, these were... I, I, I don't know if in MMSV they were necessarily meant to be modular or if they were produced separately. However, these two designs, uh, in their original incarnation, didn't really show up in much. They didn't really take off. But then what happened is a game called Battlefield Record 0081 came out for the uh, PS3. And it's actually a game that was decently well-liked. And following the vein of games like uh, Encounters in Space or Xeonic Front... Um, which had redesigns of existing suits, you know, in Xeonic Front, you get a redesign, the redesigned version of the Mudrock, which we've talked about in a prior episode, um, I'm pretty sure. And then, um, in, uh, Encounters in Space, you get a redesigned unit, Gundam Unit 4 and 5, Gundam Unit 4 and 5, also being from MMSV. Mm-hmm. Well, in 0081... You, of course, get the RX-81. Uh, I don't know if the name G-Line was even attached to the original one or if it was just RX-81. I uh, Like light armor and standard armor. I don't know for sure. But, um, yeah. Uh, you get redesigns of these as well as the 7th Gundam, uh, which we have also talked about, I'm pretty sure. Uh, is also a design that got redesigned for this game. And the redesigns for this game are handled by Hajime Katoki. Um, and when we talk about the G-Lines, it's going to be interesting because... I like his ideas when it comes to, like, the original forms that he does, but I prefer the original art of the older ones. It's it's a little weird, but we'll, we'll get into it. So, um, with Katoki on the head, of course, he thinks of the G-Line as a modular mobile suit, though. Mm-hmm. And so you do have just a plain RX-81 base form, which I'll talk about first, and then we'll move on to the different uh, armor variants and whatnot. Uh, and so he designs a very bare bones frame that, you know, would have parts put onto it. That would be the other forms. And the other forms also have some interesting little eccentricities because of the way the game works. And I'll, I'll talk about that when we get to them. So yeah, uh, the G line or original version though, uh, the version without any armor, just the RX 81. All right. So we have a head that is reminiscent of all the forms, uh, where it is basically it's halfway between a Gundam head and uh, a gem head, right? You've mm-hmm. got, uh, you don't really have like a forehead, mo- you, you have a bit of a mohawk, but it's not like a big one. Like it's just got like, I believe it has like a thin camera, uh, on the top, on the head. Actually, no, it may just, yeah, actually it's just armor basically on the top. Like it's a very, it's a, it's a short mohawk and it's basically like following the shape of like, you know, the mohawk camera, but it's not even like a full, like, you know, tall one with a camera in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of flat. Um, you, get, you do get two head Vulcans visible on the head. Um, on the sides of the head, you have these, like, circular parts that remind... That these are reminiscent of, like, a lot of gems, right? Like, gems mm-hmm. tend to have the circles on the side of the head. But then you get cheek armor that wraps around the face mask that is more similar to, like, what you would expect on, like, a Gundam or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the face itself, uh, you have a faceplate with a built-in chin. The face is all white and the chin is white. But it having the chin is what makes it feel like, oh, you know, kind of Gundam-y. And then the eyes are the coolest part because you have what appears to be a gym visor. However, whenever the eyes are lit up in game, you can see the two eyes underneath. Like you can see two visible, like Gundam style eyes underneath the visor. And I've always loved this about the design. It's also um, a thinner visor than, uh, than like a normal gym visor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> um, how thin uh, depends on the portrayal, right? Like in, in, um, 0081 actually you have this we have a shot in the bottom here i think that's what it's from the in-game model there uh the 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 last image in the gallery where it's just standing uh-huh uh, yeah uh, that's 0081 
Oh no, not that. The one before it, where it's popping up. I think of a... that's from like Diorama Front or one of the weird mobile games. Okay, okay. But well, then I won't take way, that one too useful. seriously, because yeah. that one that one makes its eyes like its eye visor quite narrow. Yeah, it's very narrow there. Uh, it's a little stylized there, and you can see in the last render that's the one from the 0081 game, gotcha. uh, where it's a little bigger. Um, and yeah, uh, it's always it, it makes me sad because it's really hard to see it in the art the the eyes. But like, mm-hmm. if you've ever played, for instance, GBO two, and you've launched in like the any of the G lines, like the standard armor, the light armor, the assault, etc., you'll mm-hmm. notice that when its head lights up, the eyes are brighter underneath the visor. Mm-hmm. So they're they're prominent, which again, it's just a cool look. Um, so moving on to the torso. Um, for the torso, of the standard G line here, or I guess I shouldn't say the standard, the uh, armorless G line. Um, you do have two like vent pieces on the collar, um, on either side. You've got a big bump uh in the middle for the chest. Uh, like you know, just big middle chest area that's bumped out. Uh, d- slightly darker gray for that. Uh, the pectorals are there, and they are a lighter gray, and they don't really have a Gundam... They have, like, a vent, but it's not, like, a Gundam vent. They have, like, a yellow, like... Just basically, like, a yellow plate on the chest that is reminiscent of, like, you know, where the vents would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, these don't have a hole in them, though, right? So it's not like... But they have they, a hatch. They do have the a hatch, though, yeah. So, so I guess... maybe they sort of open, f- like, from the sides a little bit, wider to o- vent more heat or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. No clue, but... They do look good. Um, then you've got a bit of a weird chest here because, like, so it has the two square torso segments going into the waist, right? That the, mm-hmm. uh, that, like, like a Gundam has. But then, like, the front armor around the cockpit, it actually has some extra armor, like, around the cockpit, which I think is meant to be kind of a latch area because uh, all the forms basically add armor of some sort to this chest. Um... And then you've got a big red cockpit hatch in the middle. It's a very square, boxy cockpit hatch as Katoki designs it. It's um, also flush. It's also like, um, f- like it's not in line with the armor up above it, right? Like usually you get like this, you know, like triangle shape, basically, right? Of like the top yeah, of the chest going flat. out and then coming back in, and it is not in line with that. It is just flat against the torso. Yeah, it looks good. Um, I think. Uh, it, it's a, and honestly, it's just a good looking suit. Uh, mm-hmm. even, even in its naked form here, I think, even though I think the Katoki designs are a little less interesting and I think that the naked form is boring. Here's the thing though. These suits are still bangers. They're actually pretty good. I think. Um, so moving on to the arms, uh, we've got, Oh, oh sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the, um, the line art from Katoki and it labels it as the G line basic frame. So that's oh, that's I see it down there. Use. Yeah, just just basic frame. Okay. Um, so for the shoulders, uh, these are really interesting in design because it doesn't have any shoulder armor. Basically, what you have is a thruster mechanism. You have an outward thruster on the shoulder, and you have like what I would presume is just like an area for propellant and stuff on the top. But it's not really armor because you can actually see the bare square shoulder underneath. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there. Uh, the upper bicep is also simple, just a square. Uh, it has Gundam-style joints, like, you know, the circle with the line through it, the uh, the classic Izabuchi shape that uh, is not, as we talked about, is not on the original Gundam, but then gets put onto Gundams later. And uh, Katoki uses it a lot, too. But, you know, I associate the shape with the Izabuchi, the circle with the line through it. Um, it has those d- denoting the arm joints on the arm. Uh, it's otherwise, just a simple block joint. And then... Um, the lower arms have a bit more going on. 
uh, just a lot of armor, basically. Like, uh, and it's all different colors, which I really like. Like, um, the back of the elbow area is kind of white, uh, but then the opposite, like, uh, the front of the arm by the joint is like a light gray, and then you've got a wrist cuff and armor going a little back on the back of the arm that is a darker gray. Um, I just like this combination of armor colors because, of course, I do because it's also just gray on gray on gray. Um, yeah. So, and then the hands, they are just regular manipulators. Um, when we reach the skirt, this is also, much like the arms, you can tell that this is not meant to be deployed like this um, mm -hmm. because it has basically almost like an astray style skirt where it's just, there's no skirt reel, really. Like, you've got the front crotch area, which has the Federation V, like, embedded. Though it's not embedded in the top of the crotch, weirdly. It's actually, like, in the middle. It's in a very different spot. It looks better. It actually does look better, yeah. And then you've got, like, a red piece on the bottom of the crotch for some reason as well, which is a little weird. Nah. Um... Then you have, like, the front skirts, quote-unquote, which are just, like, two plates that are sticking out of the waist. Oh, it's uh, interesting, actually. If you look at that front skirt, so the Federation V on the red appears to be the same piece as the bottom of it, and there's just a oh, little bit of white like, that's that bars how... over it. Yes, okay, I understand. Yeah, like, it's all, like, one red bit of armor. This would be great for a gunpla. Too bad they've never made a fucking model of this thing. Sorry, that's my uh, have, complaint. Have they have anyway. of other G-lines, or no? No. Really? None of the G-Lines have a model, no. None huh. of these have model kits. Unexpected. Yep. Uh, the only model kits from 0081 they've done are, um, they did the 7th Gundam f uh, full armor form, uh, and they did the uh, Efreet Schneid, or not Efreet Schneid, the uh, Efreet Noct, um, which is the special Efreet from that game. <laughs> the fucking Every Shinobi game gets Efreet. a fucking Efreet. Yeah, the, the nerd one, yeah. The one Cold. that's so Cold annoying Kunai. in GBO2. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, uh, side skirts, uh, you can't really call them that. It's a latch, right? Like, it's very mm -hmm. visibly, like, this is where you would attach a side skirt to. Um, and then the rear skirt, there are no rear skirts at all, actually. Not even like this. There's kind of like a little semblance of them there, but, you know, you, you do have a little red piece on the back uh, as well. Uh, if you want to see the rear armor, by the way, and you are on the wiki following with us, uh, you're going to want to look at the black and white line art at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um for that uh you get a very visible upper leg joint which again almost looks like a gunpla part which makes sense though uh, one because it's katoki drawing this and two and you know he's the he's a gunpla guy and two um i mean it just there's no armor here uh and it's you almost never see the top of like where the leg connects in for a lot of mobile suits honestly and it, usually if you do it's armored up there right like the camphor and whatnot so mm -hmm. it's just kind of weird seeing this like bare like little you know plug that goes into the leg there. Um, the upper thigh armor, um, not like too much going on. You get a little bit of nice panel lining detail on the sides and it's got like a little square divot on the top middle of it. Um, does get right before the joint on the sides. It also gets these like um, pentagonal uh, pieces of armor, uh, which is kind of neat or actually uh, hexagonal. They're just, uh, they're an oblong hexagon, right? Like they're not, mm -hmm. it's not a clean hexagon, but I do like that. It has like that kind of like, it, it has a little bit of outward growth on the sides right before the um, joint. The central joint of the leg, I mean, it, it's a leg joint, right? Gr gray yeah. block, gray double joint. Um, then the lower leg, you get um, kind of weird-looking knees, which, again, I'm imagining that they have, like, that a little bit of a gap there because you're meant to put stuff on it. Uh, but on the sides of the calves, you do get uh, these yellow verniers, uh, two on the, uh, like, front facing outward and two on the sides of the back. Um, you also get this, like, 
what reminds me of the shoulders on the strike Gundam weirdly like right below the knee uh the shoulders of the strike Gundam were like uh, uh, the five of a, uh, on a dice you know like the mm-hmm. five circles these are like three circles and it's not arranged like a dice it just reminds me of that though like having this like square with like random circles in it uh and it's right below the knee um then the lower calf though is just white armor you know it has a front armor and a back armor and you have a panel line on the side to denote where they kind of flat together um no thrusters or anything on the back of the leg though um you do get pretty standard feet though it does do a little bit of a weird thing so no ankle armor on this base form um the, the, so you still have, like, the top of the foot armor, just like most designs. The the foot armor itself, though, is a little weird in that it has, like, a toe in the middle, right? Like, when yeah. you get to the front of, like, the, you know, the sole, like, you know, the red part on the bottom, which is not red on this, it's just gray, but what is normally red on a lot of Gundam shoes, just has, like, a toe in the middle. And it actually has two little, like, flip-down heels on the back. They're very small, but you can see them, like, on the back of the foot there. It feels uh, like one of those... One of the details that sort of um, is is a shout out to the fact that this is, you know, it's 00081. It feels kind of like one of the more Grips War-y elements. Grips Mm -hmm. Conflict, And I I mean, if you look at the bottom of the foot, you even see it's got like what the two squares at the front of the foot there on the ankle detail look like. They, they look like the pop-down, like, spikes, you know, for, like, landing on, like, an asteroid or something that you kind of mm-hmm. hit in Zeta, and especially, like, in Shars counterattack and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, same with those rear heels is what those actually feel like. Even though they, like, look like heels there, the fact that they are spikes and, like, the way they're laid in there feel like they could flip down to, like, you know, be, like, pointed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the backpack, which is actually probably the beefiest part of this, and I love this backpack. It is using what is essentially an RX-78-2 backpack, but instead of just two thrusters, it's a little taller than the ARC-782 backpack. It has the two, like, you know, circular pieces on the top. It's got the uh, beam sabers on the sides, you know, two beam sabers that are flipped up and you would grab them from behind. That all is like the ARC-78, but then you get to the thruster array and it has a line of three thrusters on either side uh, that are ver- aligned vertically. So, um... You have two smaller ones on the top of each of these, and then a big one on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I love this weird six vernier setup. I think it looks cool. It's really weird. I just, I don't know why. I've actually always liked when they, like, because um, I think the Verka Gundam, actually, the Arc 72, uh, already doubles these up. Like, instead of having uh, just the two thrusters, it has four. Mm-hmm. Um,. And this one having six, I just like it. It just, it, it's weird, right? Because it, it's kind of, it's almost kind of clunky in a way, just having the array of thrusters like that. Mm-hmm. But I like it. It just looks neat. <laughs> yeah, you know? I like the look. It says here that there's a there's a ground variant with only two thrusters and space with six. And so you imagine that the ground version just doesn't have those little Probably ones. Probably just looks like the Gundam one, yeah. And they just kind of squeezed them in. Yeah. Uh, there's the Verka, by the way, and you can see the Verka backpack for the original Gundam mm-hmm. is, you know, it doubles up the thrusters already, which I also like. Oh, Schizophonic. Um, you and your black panel lining. Yeah. Or not Schizophonic, that's uh, Dalong. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. My bad. Um, all right, so that's the boring form taken care of. Let's talk well, about... it's the... not yet. Oh, is it not? If you go down to the gallery, there is a uh, line art of a bunch of models, and there's also here the version uh, 0083. Right, I for- oh, version 0083. Well, that's still kind of a variant. We'll- I'll get into that when we talk about the full custom, I think. Okay, fair enough. I, I want to talk about the forms that are, like, 
the more real ones first because okay. they're older. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a weird order. So I think we would talk about the light armor first and then the standard armor. I do have one other divergence. Okay, what would that be? This is truly just a... Um, since you mentioned it, I pulled up the Efreet Noct, and there's a detail here that I never... Re- what was the other weapon... What was the machine we've actually covered that uses a cold blade? I know we've we've covered that. I thought we covered the Efreet Noct. Did we? Yeah, we covered the Efreets, I think, altogether. I think... Let me see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this because I actually think this is a big deal. To something that we talked about that has gotten additional. No, the Afrits are not popping up on the. Oh uh, no, maybe we maybe we just talked about them. See, I think that's a one we. I know we've had a conversation about cold weapons. Before. Yes, I know we have on the episode, and I know that you and I have talked about Afrits a little bit. Um, uh, I know that uh, is this going to be the detail about how cold weapons uh, are for conducting like electricity more or something right they're not cold they're not actually cold yeah that at the time we covered them the details we had was like it's the the wiki said something about like oh it's it's like made super cold so it'll cut good and i got really or like so that it wouldn't show up on heat detection no sorry it was like it It gets it wouldn't show up on the radar yeah it doesn't right it doesn't run hot like a heat weapon it's not actually cold cold though well that was the misunderstanding i had at the time as i was like no they were like no see and that was a thing i i chewed them out for on the episode as i was like if you make something super cold that will still stand out on thermal detection what i didn't realize is they meant cold like you mean a cold pan yeah well i think yeah i think they mean cold as in um specifically just that it's not hot right it's right like, right yeah which but it is does, like it, oh okay that's different it does run electricity through it but it is a funny name that they call it cold and um, I, I think it's yeah, I think it's fine. It's just like that detail is like, okay, I now that I know that, I no longer think this is a ridiculous weapon. It makes sense. Uh, I mean, it's still a katana and it still uses kunai. Sure, but the kunai are mostly like honestly, the kunai don't even bother me that much because they're mostly just batteries, right? They're batteries with points on them, so they punch into your armor and then release the electricity. Yeah, I just think they're a little goofy, but they're a little goofy, but not that bad. I don't know. That's fair. Um all right. G-Line light armor first. Light armor. Uh, I'm doing the light and the standard armor first because the assault armor comes later. Um, it, it, I mean, the assault armor was even, not even in the base game for 0081. It was a DLC unit. Mm. Um, but yeah, the G-Line Wait, did, light armor. What did 0081 come out on? PS3. Really? Yeah, it was huh. a PS3 game. Oh. It, it came out after um, Target and Sight, which Target and Sight slash Crossfire were really bad. 0081's a pretty good one, actually, I think. Um, you know, it's a little... Um, it's not so. It's a bit more arcadey than even like Crossfire was, like because Crossfire actually tried going for like weird simulationist stuff, like with how the arm, like you could break, you know, the the arms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think Double Eighty One's fine. Uh, it's it it you know it's not like the best game, but I I don't think it's bad either. I think it's a fine enough game. I I had fun playing. It also had co op missions, which is always fun. And it still had a pretty lively online community when I played it back in the day, so I would play online with randos. Okay. Um, that was cool. fun. Anyway, um, the G-Line light armor uh, adds several parts of armor to the design. Uh, the main things that it adds are to the head, you get an external sensor as well as an external antenna. The antenna is flipped forward and is attached onto the right side of the head. And then the um, you also get uh, an antenna kind of bolted onto the... Uh, the mohawk 
uh, that antenna on the mohawk is actually the antenna, the white antenna part of it is swept back. And then it's got like a red base that is more, you know, attached in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like this really weirdly like asymmetrical head. Um, does it add a camera though to the head there? Um, to the body armor, uh, it doesn't actually change any of the body armor. It actually just keeps the exact same body. Uh, at least on the Katoki one. Again, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, the shoulders, uh, we do add shoulder armor now. Uh, these are pretty simple pauldrons. Uh, they do still have the thruster on the bottom of the outside of them. But it's basically, you have, uh, you know, a, a polygonal armor on the front and back. And then it's got like a little piece in the middle that's sticking out of it that has the thruster on the bottom. Um, for the arms, you just have a light armor attachment. Uh, it's very easy to see the added armor also, because, uh, for the light armor, it's all red. So, you know, you can see the added armor on the shoulders because it's red, the added armor on the forearms. Uh, it's like, basically it adds like two little bracers on the forearms, like shields. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting actually, because even though this is the light armor, uh, the standard armor and the heavier ones don't actually add armor to the arms, but I guess it has much smaller shoulders and it doesn't add armor to like the skirt or anything. And so that's why like, it, well, okay. It doesn't add front skirts. Uh, it still actually has a bare front and you can still see like the legs and everything. It does add side skirts though. And these side skirts have like thrusters on the front and back. And it does add a rear plate for the, uh, the rear skirt when you're looking at it. So, mm-hmm. um, finally, the last addition is on the legs. Uh, you add a piece to the knee, you add a red piece of armor over the, uh, calves and then you add um, a, a, a set of double thrusters, like, in a pretty neat way, actually, to the back of the leg. I really like the way these look. Uh, mm-hmm. I always, I, I like this kind of thrusters. It reminds me of something like the gym. Uh, is it the gym sniper 2 that has, like, like thrusters like this? Gym sniper 2. I think it is. Let me look. Um, yeah, the gym sniper 2 has very similar thrusters to these. Um, where it's, you like, also- you also... Know, it also has there. two little venties on the side there, right? Of this. Oh no, I guess those are on the original. Never mind. Yeah. Um. I. I uh. So it doesn't add a ton. Uh. Overall, I like this design. Now, we're getting into the complex thing with this. So, uh, I mentioned the beam saber before. I didn't, re- and I mentioned the Vulcans. I guess I didn't mention the short beam rifle, but that's because it's used by one of these other forms as well. So that's why I didn't think of it. And also because it, the standard G line without any armor is. You can use it in 0081. You don't, though. You don't want to. You want to give it one of the forms because it's really cheap and easy to give it one of the forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so the forms are interesting because they have modular backpacks. In artwork, they have ones that are considered like the ones that they're supposed to have. But in the video game, the conceit is you can put any of the three backpacks on them as well. Or have them without the backpack. So for the G-Line Light Armor... The standard backpack for it normally is supposed to be the missile launcher. So, um, if you look at the back of the G-Line light armor uh, without the missile launchers, you'll notice it has that ground-style backpack, actually, that you mentioned, where it only has the two thrusters instead of the six. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at it with the the missile launchers, on the other hand, um, let me see if I can find a rear line art. Yes, okay, it's in the gallery at the bottom. You can see that uh, the rear line art of it, it adds two missile pods to the backpack that replace the beam sabers. It adds two extra thrusters on the sides of the backpack, which is ridiculous, and it adds a giant propellant tank to the center of the backpack mm-hmm. that is plugged into the center. And 
Uh, on the light armor here, even though it's compatible with the other weapon packs, I just want to describe the missile pack on it because there's kind of like, there's an idea of what each one is supposed to go to, like a canonical form or something right, as, right. Uh, per se. Um, though you do get some interesting illustrations here where he actually draws the light armor with like the Gatling Smasher and the assault pack down there. Um, but basically the one that is associated with the light armor is the missile pack. And what these are, are two cylindrical missile pods that are attached into what used to be the beam saber holsters on the backpack. Um, and these missile launchers are basically like bombardment missiles. Like they always are shown to travel in arcs. They're not fired forward. They're fired like in an arc at enemies, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is kind of fun. Um, and its other weapon is the, so it actually uses a larger beam rifle than the standard armor because it has lighter overall armor on the body. It uses a heavier gun. Um, it is a large caliber custom beam rifle, uh, with a large stock and a large sensor on the side for precision. Uh, unfortunately, oh no, we do have kind of a shot of it in game. It's in, in the gallery. It's the second image. You can also see it using that rifle in GBO2. Mm -hmm. uh, it is just a large beam rifle. It's very boxy when you see it from the side. Uh, oh, you can actually see it very well in the GBO-11, uh, which is to the left of it there, uh, right here, this image. Uh, um, yeah. It's very inspired it's... by, like, bullpup weapon design, where it's like everything's kind of backloaded. Mm -hmm. And also, because this is 0081, it feels like it's leading into the Mark II's rifle to me. Mm. Sure, I can see that. Especially, like, the way that it has the clip on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if it uses an E-Pack, though, because, you know, 0081's, like, a weird era. Right, right. Well, because even in 0083, some weapons are shown to have the E-Packs, even though that was supposed to be, like, a technology that was later, so, question mark. Question um, mark. You know, you know how it is. Uh, I do. But, yeah, I just like this form a lot. I like the extra sensor package on the head, Um, again, like... Not, like, a lot of good views of it. I wish we had better images of these books. These are, um, I believe these are the, um, all these, like, Kajime Hotoki ar ar archives with these images are from, like, Gundam Ace magazine. Like, they're, like, a features that are, that run in the magazine. And I'm really sad that you don't really get, like, a lot of these. Uh, because, like, the art looks high quality, right? Like, the, mm -hmm. get, like, it's just the scans are not high quality, um, which is unfortunate. Um, I need to, like, just, like, find a lot of these magazines one day and just get a bunch of them so I can scan them. Um, I love this head sensor, though, like, the situation going on with it. Uh, the other thing I like on the backpack, though, is I mentioned it adds a bunch of extra thrusters. It's very funny because, again, it's called the light armor, but that doesn't mean it's, like, going for, like, the gym light armor style of, oh, we're going to just strip all the armor and just have it be light in general. It What it means is... It is light on the armor, but heavy on the armaments and the uh, thrusters and everything, you know, mm -hmm. which I just find interesting. It's also um, interesting that the um, the ground backpack, right, the sort of more RX-78-2 style one, just is this black thing. But the space backpack with the six verniers and all the attachments, it seems to change like armor color based on yeah. what pack it is. Yeah, what they do, it, well... That red is extra armor thrown over the existing backpack, I think, if you look huh. at it. Huh. Well, because look yeah. at how fat it is, too, and how much it sticks out sure. more than the other one. I think they literally shove a piece over the existing backpack, basically, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, now, uh, there's an MMSV version of this that is very different in design, and mm -hmm. that's going to be true of the other G-Line we talk about. Uh, so the MMSV version of the light armor... Um, I'm just going to kind of cliff notes it real quick because, you know, 
it is a design that's still ultimately like the same idea. It's a very detailed design because this is a design that is Kato or uh, Okawara for MMSV, and I prefer this one because I like the weird details. I love. I mean, y'all know. Uh, from listening to the show, I love this era of Okawara doing these really weird detailed designs, and this is no exception. So, first of all, is this art stretched weird? No, this is, it is supposed Hmm. to be flat and weird looking. Hmm. Yeah, this is what the design looks like. Um, I I actually have higher quality versions of this art I could probably find. Actually, you know what? Uh, Art City 1 Light Armor MAHQ. I think MAHQ also has higher quality versions of the art. Uh, Yes, though the art that like that's on MHQ and whatnot, this is I believe art from like later issues, so it doesn't have the nice watercolor. It tends to, it's like the more flat colors, but you can see it much better. Yes, than the wiki because the wiki's art is kind of. I love how weird this design is. So the Okora version is overall the same in idea that with the head and everything. Like you know, you've got the head. It, it is more flat though, the head, and it has like a bigger visor. And a smaller face. Still has, like, the antenna on the side. Still has the antenna attached to the middle. Still has the head Vulcan. Still has the circular piece on the side. It's just a more stylized version of the head. Uh, The torso uh, is a lot different. uh, Because, like, the central middle part of the torso sticks out further. It still actually does the same thing with the cockpit, though. Where the cockpit is flat and not, like, aligned with the uh, middle of the chest armor. Um, and you can see the way that these chest vents are vents on Okawara's design, because he actually draws vents on the sides of them, rather than them just being, like, armor plates. Uh, and I actually really like that. Um, you can also see the, uh, collar pieces are now lowered a bit more, so those are also, like, chest vents. Uh, the bit bright red ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, these shoulders are very different. Uh, they have more thrusters on them, and they have, like, this double thruster set up on the bottom of the, uh, outer part, which is pretty cool. Um, you still have actually a pretty similar idea with the arms, though it actually removes the um, white inner armor of the uh, arm there, which I think looks really cool. Like, it has just bare frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get why they want to do that for the video game, because they needed a design that they could put all this stuff on. Um, it actually still has the same waist, right? Like, the crotch in the middle is still the red piece in the middle, and, you know, it still has, like, no front skirts. Uh The red piece on the bottom, though, now has an extra thruster added to the bottom of it. And the thruster is actually movable. You can see clearly that it can rotate, like, forward and back. Mm -hmm. It's it's more considerate of, like, and back and, like, space movement in a way that is really neat. Uh, And you can also see it actually has, like, maneuvering thrusters on the sides of the crotch there, even. Um, You can see the bared leg joint still plugged in, and it still has those uh, hexagonal side skirts with the thrusters. Um, the upper thigh armor has a bit more going on specifically. It, ad- it has thrusters like those areas I talked about being bulged out on Katoki's are instead of just being bulged out armor are just thrusters on this design. Um, it also has like a piece of black armor in the middle of the thigh. Uh, the joint is very barren in a way that's really neat. Like there's a l- lot of little detail on there. Uh, the upper leg though, it's again, actually still pretty similar to Katoki's design. Um, now what Okawara does is that little uh, three-hold, like, punched, like, dice-looking thing that I talked about earlier is now actually part of, like, the whole, like, front leg armor there. Like, mm-hmm. it's all one piece. But it actually still maintains that as well. Uh, and then the rear of the leg armor is a bit bigger, and it's clearly supposed to be able to move up and down as well. Again, 
Okawara in, in MMSV era is going for a lot of like weird ambac shit on his mobile suits uh, and a lot of moving parts. And uh, you can tell that the like back of the leg thruster is meant to like, you know, sw- almost like be like a binder, like it swings a bit. Um, and the feet are very long, uh, kind of thin though. They're, they're, they're long, but thin. They have a lot of visible frame on the top of them. Um, I can see where, uh, Katoki, like, why he adds the toe. I think it's supposed to in- invoke, like, the length of these feet by adding the toe. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, but, but for Okawara, he has a thruster on the top of the foot and then on the sides of the feet. Uh, the backpack is a lot beefier. It is a very beefy, like, backpack covered in thrusters as well. Um, I just like Okawara's version of this design a lot. I, you know, I get why people would probably think it's weird looking. Because it is. But that's why I like it, is it's weird looking. There's certainly, there are things I like about it. There's value to it. First of all, I will say, looking at this, if you made a figure of that, it would not stand up. It would fall backwards instantly. Well, that's why you get a stand for it. <laughs> right, you don't have stands in the real world. This is a, this is a backloaded design. Oh, oh this that is what you're talking about. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't look like it would stand up straight. Um, yeah. And yeah, um, I don't know. It just feels like the proportions and stuff feel really weird to me, well, which even, happens sometimes even, with Okora. Um, well, even Okora also does a different thing too. So you see the backpack, like that big piece in the middle. That's mm-hmm. not a propellant tank on his. That is a stabilizer. Like, you know, it's supposed to be, uh, it's a binder. Yeah. It's like a Zeta era, you know, back binder. Uh, instead of uh, instead of just being a propellant tank like it is on the uh, G-Line uh, as drawn by Katoki. Um. Like I said, I like this design a lot personally, uh, but, uh, you know, I like weird Okawara stuff, and it doesn't feel like an Okawara design, really. It just feels like a weird, it's a very weird design. I like it, though, personally. But, again, I think Katoki's are still, I like both, right? This is the thing where, unfortunately, if someone hated either design, I would be, like, uh, and defensive, because I just happen to like both. Mm-hmm. Um, so, moving on to the other one that originally comes from MSV, uh, MSV, we have the G-Line Standard Armor. Uh, the G-Line Standard adds, a, 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 appropriately, more armor to the overall frame and actually less, like, thrusters and stuff. So, uh, pretend you're looking at the base G-Line. What, ha- what have we added? Nothing to the head. The head is the same as the base G-Line. Uh, what we have added is when you get to the torso, though, it actually does have a slightly bigger torso plates, I believe. That's why it's got, like, the blue, you know, torso armor there. It's just kind of, like, a little beefier. Because um, you can still see the gray torso underneath, like, when you look at the bigger image, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just adds some bigger blue pates, plates to the top of the pectorals. Um, the shoulders are a big new thing on this. Uh, it has much larger armor shoulders. Uh, they have, like, white armor on the top. You've got armor on the front and back. They does have the maneuvering thrusters on the front and back, but it doesn't have a big thruster like in the middle the way the light armors does. Instead, it just has armor, like a, a shield folded down and kind of covering the uh, bicep and uh, going down a little bit over the joint. Um, I, I like the shape of these shoulders a lot, actually. They're just, you know, cool big shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, the waist, we finally have skirts. Uh, we actually have... It's They're weird, though, right? So you have... Pieces added to the front skirts, as well as, like, front crotch, though, right? Like, over the red piece in the middle, you actually have a big armor added over that. That has, uh, two thrusters in it. Which is kind of interesting. It's It's got, like, a weird... I, I guess, like, a... 
almost like a bib or something weird. I don't know. It's weird. It's got like a loincloth almost. You don't normally have armor cover the crotch like that in that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but, um, and then you have some just square standard side skirts. And then the rear skirts are actually uh, decently like bigger. They are separated and they have like a little yellow part on the top, kind of like a classic Gundam look going on. Um, for the lower legs, uh, you mostly add extra armor to the knees and then the sides of the calves. Uh, it does cover up the verniers that were originally there on the uh, inside of the leg. Um, but I guess it just doesn't feel the need to use those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it does have, though, is some Alex-style thrusters attached to the side of the leg to add more mobility. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you've got, you know, the outer thruster that is kind of big and it's got, like, a thruster on the front and back. And then in the middle, you've got a little bit, like... You've got, like, a weird bump of armor in the middle. I'm assuming that's just, like, propellant there, probably stored in there. Um, That'd be my guess, and then, yeah. Yeah, the back of the leg, you also get a double thruster that is more towards the middle of the leg, as well as, like, some, like... You've got, like, a... If you look at it, you can kind of see it on the leg that is closer to the camera uh, on the rear shot. You've got, like, these, like, almost... Um, what are these? Like, veins? What are these called? Um, the The... Plates. Plates for thrust, you know. Vents? Vents, yeah. Basically, <sighs> I guess just vents, yeah, would be the term. Um, which is interesting. I'm wondering if there's thrusters, like, underneath there, too, like, smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Just because it's got these, like, vents on the bottom, uh, bu- uh, an array of vents on the bottom of the back of the leg. Um, it does add ankle armor, too. Uh, the ankle armor covers the top of the foot in a way that... Doesn't feel very gun to me, actually. It's a very interesting take on ankle armor, right? Like, just the way it yeah. covers the top of the foot is really weird. It has, um, like, small, weirder shoes over its shoes. Yeah. Um, and then also, you can see it with the ground-type backpack, but the backpack that is typically associated with this design is the Gatling Smashers. And what these are are two large Gatling, uh, four-barrel rotating Gatling guns. They fire uh, at a high rate, uh, and they're supposed to be decently high caliber. I've always been weirded out by the barrel on these, though, because it has, like, these weirdly circular, like, barrels that are not, like, hollow. You know what I mean? Like, these look like they would be missiles, right? Yeah, they. they, it seems like they have caps over them that probably pop open, which is a strange thing to do with a gun, but sure. But the way that fires, I, I, I don't know if those, like, are maybe, like, I, it, you know, you're not seeing this from the front, so maybe these open up. And I mean, they cover. must. They must. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's really weird, because in gameplay, you never really see it. Um, And what it also adds to the backpack, so these are added into the same slots as before. Uh, You also add the... um. You add a little bit of extra armor over the backpack, much like with the light armor. But instead of a piece being plugged into the middle of the backpack, instead of having the two outer thrusters that the light armor adds, we add two propellant tanks to this uh, design. Uh, one on either side. And it's added to the outside sides of the backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the G-Line standard. Uh, the G-Line standard, I mean, it's a bit more standard and boring. It uses, uh, its, its beam rifle is called a short beam rifle. It is kind of like the beam rifle that is used, like the heavy beam rifle, but it's got like a, kind of a cutoff barrel. Like the whole front of it's just a much shorter and it doesn't have mm-hmm. as much of a stock. It, it's still a thick beam rifle. It's funny that it's called a short rifle because it is, it, it, it is short, but it's actually still pretty thick overall. Mm-hmm. of a design it's 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 still a chunky beam rifle i do like that design uh and it also uses a similar shield as the g-line standard uh the g-line standard and this one shield are basically the same shield 
actually, I say they're basically the same. Looking at it, they are the same shield. Um, which is to say, it's a Federation-style shield. You know, it's got the same shape as the Gundam shield, though the bottom of it has kind of a, like two spikes at the bottom. Uh, it ends in two points, like with like a you know divide in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the Federation cross, instead of covering the whole shield, is only on the top of the shield. So it's more like it's more like a Southern Cross, like star look, rather than a you know the Federation where you get like the more kind the of stretched out crush. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it has like reinforced armor in the middle, like it's got like a gray piece in the middle that makes it look more reinforced. Actually, same with the bottom of the shield. There, you've got like a gray plate that has like little lines on it that just makes it feel more reinforced than a standard shield. And yeah, the 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 standard armor is a more heavily armored, less thrust focused uh, version of the design. Because again, it's funny to me that the light armor is called that because I would have called it like instead of light armor, like high mobility or something because. It's not really light in terms of armor. It actually has a fair bit of armor on it, but it focuses way more on adding, like, thrust and stuff. Whereas this one is adding actual armor. It's funny, because I think the the Okawara light armor is even less light armor. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you could be like, oh, well, they were stuck with the name, you know, because of Okawara. It's like, no, Okawara's design is even heavier. They actually yeah. did slim it down. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, we'll talk about the MMSV version of this design. So same thing going on where I'm going to recommend if you were uh, for listeners at home, uh, look at MHQ's line art because it's much better than the one on the wiki. Uh, Just look up RX-81 standard armor and it'll be the first link. Google's been good about updating the links to the modern site for MHQ now. So rather than getting like the old broken pages, you will now have the new modern pages. Uh, Yeah. And uh so his design for the G-Line light armor, um, or the G-Line standard armor, uh, the head is flat. Um, he still has the additional armor on the torso. Uh, these shoulders are not really the same as uh, the Kotoki one, though. Uh, the shoulders, uh, they still have, like, the thrusters on the front and back, but the shape is just very different. They're not as big, actually. Uh, the part that is bigger is the outer uh, armor for the shoulder. It basically has, like, a, a hanging shield, like, you know, with mm-hmm. a bunch of maneuvering thrusters on it. Um, the wrists are, the arms are also different. Uh, they have like a little bolt on the outside, which I think is actually the latch where the armor on the light armor goes. And then, um, it's got like some additional parts now on the, uh, the, the sides of the wrist. You have these blue parts. Um, you still have the same thing going on with the waist. It's actually almost, again, Pretty close to the Kotoki version in terms of the waist. It's, you know, the front crotch plate with the additional thrusters and then the two black plates for the front skirt, you know, the simple side skirts. Can't see the rear skirt, unfortunately, because we do not have rear art of these designs from uh, uh, Okawara. Um, for the legs, you, the upper thighs are the, still the same design, though they have an additional thruster on the front instead of just, like, the little bolt, bolt of black armor. Um, the lower legs, uh, it has... They're, they're kind of weird. Um, same thing, same ideas, though, going on, actually, is the Kotoki. It's weird. The more I look at it, the more it's like, oh, actually, I see where, you know, Kotoki got this, too. Um, you know, it's you've got the uh, inner uh, calf armor more covered up. Uh, no, you know, no outer thrusters, just like a single one, like, point, pointing backwards uh, that's, like, at an angle. And then on the outside of the calves, you have not quite as Alex-styled, uh, outer outer thrusters, but it does still have the same idea of having, you know, the big outer thruster for the legs. Um, the feet, uh, it also has the weird, like you said, shoes on top of shoes. 
look, even on this original design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually really interesting because the foot that's in the uh, foreground is actually at a different angle than the ankle armor, so you can actually see the separation there in a way that's really neat. <laughs> um, and then the backpack on this, the Gatling Smashers, I will say, Okora's Gatling Smashers feel far more appropriate <laughs> because they're just, you know, they, they you see the way the barrels are. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, I like the front normal. back comparison on the um the uh, Katoki ones, right? Like there's the yeah. ver- like the front unit and then there's sort of the back like you know mechanism. You can tell a little more clearly than just these pods here. But you are right about the barrels. It has yeah. them as opposed to <laughs> these hatches. And this one actually does have uh, also instead of it being just propellant tanks like Katoki went with, these are just two maneuvering binders. I think the original RX eighty ones were also meant to be space units exclusively. Mm, I see. Originally, which is and then Katoki had that's why Katoki had to do the ground backpacks for them. But even then, instead of giving them like Zeta style like backpack binders, he decided to go with ah, I'll just give them uh, pro- propellant tanks because that. Feels he Katoki's going for a more one year war fitting aesthetic, I think. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, whereas, uh, uh, Okawara, which I, I understand why Okawara would do this because I would do this. I'd be like, I'm not in the fucking one year war anymore with this with MMSV, so fuck it. I'm gonna add, you know, Zeta elements to it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this design though a lot. I like the G line a lot. Um, now we get to the ones that are not analogous to original ones. Uh, first, with the assault armor, this was a DLC unit for 0081, uh, and this is kind of based on doing a, you know, the light armor is like a like long range bombardment, and the standard armor is like a mid range beam rifle suit. Well, let's do a close range one, and not only that, Katoki is also going to base it on one of the designs he also made, the Jim Striker, which uh, was made for uh, the Harmony of Gundam design series as well as the video game. Um, uh, the, the, what is it? Senjo no Kizuna, uh, Bonds of the Battlefield. Um, this, I mean, this could be one of those things where I, I am strongly affected by how much GBO2 I've played compared to my other references, but I do think of as the, the Jim Striker as kind of a fundamental, like, not, not literal MSV, but as far as, you know, that idea, like the sort of like non-anime, very, one-year war variations design. It's a common, design. yeah. This it is, is a, a common very touchstone. common touchstone. Yeah, exactly. For for especially because you know it's a close range gym and you don't really get those. Um, and like, very how often. do we make it? How do we make a, a like a a custom that still feels like one like you can pretty easily beat it, and also that like has cool equipment that doesn't stretch like the belief, right? Like it's cool. You know, spear weapon is just this like fancy bendy thing with two beam sabers mounted on it. Yeah. Um, yep. And this is explicitly based on that. And you can tell with the armor, especially like on the shoulders, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, this design adds a mask to the face. You have a very Jim Stryker looking face actually going on that is put on as a mask over the G-Line's face. Um, and the armor, I should say, is all green. Uh, for the torso, we add very visible, prominent reactive armor to the top, uh, the upper part of the torso there. And the cockpit has actually been reinforced. There's like almost a second door put over the cockpit. Because, uh, you know, when you're looking at like the normal cockpit, right, it's normally flat, the face of it. And it's normally, mm-hmm. um, there's, uh, and it normally has those like lines on the outside. This adds uh, basically a red piece over the cockpit. So I'm assuming it's just like almost like an armored door put over the door. Um, for the shoulders, uh, we have reactive armor on the shoulders, um, front and back. Uh, 
does have a little bit of a thrust. Oh no, it's not even a thruster on the outside. It's just more reactive armor on the side. Never mind. I couldn't tell from the front, but looking at the rear, it made it more visible. Yeah, it's just reactive armor hanging on the sides. Uh, it doesn't go very far down on the shoulders. It doesn't cover like the bicep. Uh, the biceps are just plain biceps. Uh, the arms though get a lot of armor. You get armor on the front and back of the arms. That is just all this green reactive armor. It does have a little bit of yellow like latches visible. Um, in, like in the middle between the two plates of armor, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, the most normal looking skirt of all of these, cause it just has two front skirts and then a plate put over the top of the crotch and over like the Federation symbol. Uh, the side skirts are pretty identical to the standard armors. Uh, you know, they're just very standard side skirts. And then you get rear skirts, which are very obviously also like reactive armor styles, uh, rear skirts. Um, then, when you get down to the legs, the upper thighs are the same, but the lower legs, you get a whole array of armor put over the front, and again, this is almost just taken pretty directly from the, uh, like, a simplified version of the Gem Striker. It doesn't have as many thrusters going on as, like, the Gem Striker's, like, knees have, mm -hmm. but, like, you know, it's it's very similar in shape, and it's reactive armor on the knee, uh, you, you know, on the sides of the leg, and on the fronts of the leg, and you get this, like, really interesting ankle armor that, like, reminds me almost, like, more of, like, the full armor Gundam or something, you know? It's, like, this, like, there's, like, a little latch that covers over the top, uh, and, it, like, you know, has, like, a little bit of movement there, but it's not, like, a full cover like the standard armors. Uh, the G-Line Assault armor actually feels very smart with its armor, because it feels like it knows that you're gonna be taking most of your hits from the front, so most of the armor is concentrated towards the front, especially, like, on the legs and whatnot. Mm hmm Which feels smart. Um, and then finally, for the backpack, besides the standard ground backpack, a, the backpack that is, like, sort of the default of this one would be the Assault Armor, uh, or, sorry, the Assault Cannon. Which, of course, goes with the Assault Armor. And I love the Assault Cannon look, because what the Assault Cannon does is it is a backpack that adds a... It's probably the most, uh, like, changed one. So it adds well, on the you, left... Well, you can, you can do it with just the same backpack. If you look at the line art, there's oh, a version yeah, the line that just actually has that. thruster. It but... never uses that in the game or in any extra material, though. It, uses, it usually uses the, uh, what we'll talk about, which is the... So... Uh, the weapons this adds is a high-caliber cannon on one side of the shoulder, like over the shoulder, very full-armor Gundam style also, and then also uh, a sensor on the other side. Again, very full-armor Gundam style. Like, even though this is based on the Gem Striker, this is actually taking a lot of cues from the full-armor Gundam, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, then you get a Hyakushiki Kai-style barrel-style backpack, mm -hmm. where you've got, like, you know... The middle has three thrusters that are just, like, located in the middle. They're, like, a weird triangle of thrusters. But then on the two outer parts of the backpack, you get these big barrels. And, I, again, looking at them, these are very intentionally, like, a callback, I think, to the later Hyakushiki Kai ones. Because they even have the outer thruster the same as the Hyakushiki Kais. Um, and I love this backpack. Uh, do note that when it's using the missiles or the cannons in-game, it also uses this backpack. Um... And yeah, it's uh, it's a good backpack uh, for other optional equipment. Um, it has the most important one, a heat lance, a big heat lance. You actually can see an illustration of the heat lance in the gallery here, as well as in the GBO2 thumbnail there. Though for some reason it ha it's holding the heat lance, but they have it inactive in the and like the uh, the promo render, which is very funny to me because normally this would be big and red because it's you know it heats up. Mm -hmm. Um, and but yeah, it's a big lance. Um. 
it has like so the you know the whole tip of the lance and whatnot is not really detailed or anything it heats up to being red hot uh the base of the lance does have a, a bit of detail you get like a lot of this like white armor around the base of it uh, and then the handle uh weirdly has a like almost a pistol grip as well as a grip on the side for grabbing it like with the other arm and like forcing it through mm-hmm. um it, it's just got a very interesting grip uh i like it a lot i mean i love pole arms and i love this lance i think it's really cool uh other unique armaments for this include the assault shotgun uh the assault shotgun is well it's a shotgun it's a automatic shotgun specifically and that's how it works at least in gbo2 and i think in um i can't remember in 0081 if it was also an automatic shotgun but yeah, it's, it, you know, it tends to be represented as being an automatic shotgun. Uh, in GBO2, it kind of sucks. I wish it was a better gun. I understand yeah. the pitfalls of making an, a, a full auto shotgun is, you know, you don't want it to be overpowered, but I wish it was better in that game. Um, because I like this form a lot, but it's kind of garbage. It's kind of crap in GBO2, yeah. Well, it doesn't help that the Heat Lance is very telegraphed and slow. So even though it does an immense amount of damage, uh, you're likely going, if you're against anyone with half a mind of how the game is played, you're going to, you know, be, you're going to get countered constantly. Mm -hmm. The other weird armament of this that doesn't really come up in anything and it never uses it like how it's supposed to is the assault shield, which has a claw at the tip, which is really interesting because none of the games. So in double, even though the shield, I believe is in 0081, it doesn't use the claw mode in 0081. Hmm. And it doesn't use the claw mode in GBO2 either. No, it doesn't. Because if you look, you can see the art where the claw is extended. And it has like a full, like, you know, grippy claw at the bottom of the shield for grabbing the enemy or for, you know, doing close quarters combat with the shield. Which is, it's a shame it never uses it in games. Because it's cool. Um... But yeah, so these are the three forms from 0081, as well as, you know, the basic form. Uh, this, of course, got more variations. So the first one we will talk about is not one that has its own article, so I will mention it here. The G-Line Base Frame version 0083, wherein they have added a... You can see this on the RX-81 G-Line page in the gallery. Uh, it's in the top middle of the gallery of six images. The base frame has added... It's really weird. It's added a bunch of armor that is very reminiscent of the assault armor, actually, to it, mm -hmm. right? Like, the torso and the head specifically. Uh, the, the It has the... It has torso and head armor that is, like, you know, big plates of armor. The head armor uh, has the Federation, like, you know, the plus and the little... It's the Federation symbol, you know, underneath, uh, on the middle. Uh, it still has, like, a little clearance for the Vulcans, but it's basically, like, a big helmet to protect the head. Um... And then, yeah, you have a big plate over the top of the chest. It doesn't add the additional layers over the cockpit, but the whole chest is now, like, completely covered by armor. Um, now, the shoulders are still bare, but it has added, like, what appears to be, like, reactive armor to the shoulders. Like, the base shoulder armor. Mm -hmm. And then, also, it has the bigger light armor, uh, wrist armor going on. Uh, and then, as for the legs, the legs are still basically the same legs as the original. Um, the art style is a little different here because this is not drawn by Kotoki for uh, the 0083 manga. Uh, I don't know who the artist is actually for 0083 Rebellion, but it's not Kotoki. Uh, but yeah, you can see though that the legs are... It, it has a bit more knee armor that also seems to be based on the light armors. 
Basically, this is like the light armor, but we've added torso to it, and we've gotten rid of the shoulders, and we've made the forehead bigger. We have we have the reference now, thanks to some of the episodes our fans have requested to say what this is. Mm-hmm. This is the G line base fra- base frame facelift. Oh, is that what it's actually called? No, I'm making a reference to cars. Oh, right, because the car episodes. Okay, yeah, where right. they do the facelift after, where they're like, well, we didn't change. Yeah, that no, much, that makes but... sense. Because yeah, it's it's still considered the basic frame, but it's like. A much more it is a basic frame that you could theoretically deploy in combat, whereas the base frame from 0081, you, you probably wouldn't, because it's just worse in every way to adding, to specializing it to mm-hmm. any of the three existing forms. Now, for the form that people actually do know from 0081 Rebe- or 0083 Rebellion, we have the G Line Full Custom. This thing's a little the much. G-Line, yes, the Full Custom is called the Full Custom because it is, um. A customized G-Line that is using parts from literally all three forms, as well as some unique parts. So, going over this design, what do we have going on? Well, we still have the additional head armor and the torso armor. We have the shoulders, which are partially from the standard armor. But then the front and back of the shoulders, instead of being the standard armor's uh, shoulders with the thrusters, they are the reactive armor from the assault armor. Uh, the arms are also from the assault armor. It is the, you know, sandwich pieces of reactive armor. The crotch is a un- now a, like a new piece. It is kind of like the assault, ar- uh, assault armor skirts, but then you actually have an extra reactive piece of armor that replaces the standard armors. And it doesn't add thrusters. It's just a big plate of armor on the bottom of the crotch. Uh, the side skirts are kind of like the standards, but they have added additional verniers. And the rear plate is uh, just a new rear plate of armor, which is just two really large rear skirts. Um, for the legs, uh, we have huge knee pieces that are reactive armor that are also containers for the twin beam spears that this has, which are cut down versions of the G- uh, the the gem striker spears. Mm-hmm. And it has two of them, so it has two basically double picks for some reason. Uh, or double sabers. I guess you just use them as normal sabers and they would just be like almost normal saber length. Uh, the sides are, it has the outer parts of the G-Line standard, but the rear leg parts are from the G-Line light armor. The ankle armor is based on the, uh, G-Line standards ankle armor, or no, sorry, the G-Line, uh, assaults ankle armor, it looks like, because it's like that, you know, latch, but it has a bit of extra side stuff going on, like the G-Line standards. It's a weird combination of those and then the feet are still the same feet uh finally the backpack uh finally a un- uh, another unique part uh two beam cannons that go over the shoulder kind of like uh uh what is it the gym cannon 2 from yes. uh 0083 uh but then the backpack's overall style is actually the uh assault armor backpack where you've got the two drums but instead of the center being the triple thruster, it instead is the light armor's uh, single like uh, propellant tank with thrusters on it, and then two outer thrusters. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it yeah, also has it, the light light armor like leg thrusters with the standard armor ones on top of them, so it's already got enough thrust. It's kind of a ridiculous design. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a heavily customized one. This is not like a mass production thing, right? This is... Uh, this is a sicko squad using it. I believe there's three of them. Yeah. You can see them actually in the gallery. Oh, six, it says. Oh, sorry, there's six of them. I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, they're basically a sicko squad, from what I remember. Sure. Uh, 
pilot the piloted by Claude Kurtz, who I mean, look at that guy. You can also get a great shot um, from the cover of Volume Eight of the manga, where it is wielding one of its stupid beam weapons, reverse grip, and you get a sense of what that thing looks like. Also, you see the shield in action. Oh, apparently yeah, okay. it's apparently it's on a wire too. Another unlike you know that's like um, so it is not the same as the assault armor one because the okay. assault armor one cannot do that. Yeah. Okay. This is, I will admit, I think it's kind of a neat machine. Yeah. It's a lot. It is, like you said, a, a bit much, but it, it is kind of cool. Um, also, I just realized that that guy that pilots it is also, he's actually a Zeon guy. He surrendered himself to the Federation military authorities because he didn't like Delaz's speech. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he had discussed that Delaz's speech uh, of war during 0083. So he then joins with them. Uh, but he, 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 his death was falsified by the Earth Federation, and he was brought into the Kilgels team under the name of Claude Kurtz. Uh, however, he then contact, he's the one that is like the middleman for, uh, Shima. To sure. get the Federation in contact with Shima. Because you know, he was originally with her fleet, but he didn't want to join the Delaz fleet. I finally realized, looking at this from the front, it gives me, like, the silhouette feels almost comfort. In a way, yeah, but it's like a weird inverse because it's mostly armor. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the comfort yeah. is a design that actually, like, you know, obviously it isn't really, but it looks kind of like it should be pretty well armored, you know? Yeah. Oh, actually, um, yeah, it does look like it should be well armored. Sorry, I just noticed its shield also with, like, the wire. Um, the shield is also, like, an, a ground Gundam-style shield, actually. Like, oh, you're the right. short shield. Yeah. Uh, but then it's got the arm from the uh, assault armor kind of bolted to it, but then also an, an additional wire added. That's pretty sick, though. I Look, I like wired weapons, though, always, so... Uh, I The thing I don't like on this is mostly, one, it's bad in GBO2, so I have a weird impression of this unit. Because <laughs> um, mm -hmm. it is, in GBO2, it is a support that needs to play in extremely close ranges. Which is a cool idea, however... like In execution, it doesn't work super good though this is one of those things they do right where they're like it is a thing i like about gbo2 that compared to gbo1 the rock paper scissors of the rolls is like that's how effective they are against each other but not necessarily how they have to be played but they have given one support in the entire game a dodge roll and they put it and that's the unit they added like three weeks ago and like without a yeah. dodge roll you can't play melee yeah, and this thing does not have it. It has maneuver armor, but let me tell you, it's still it it's still scary, especially with the way raids are tuned in the game to play as a support that needs to be a frontline support. Yeah, it just it, it could work. They have not done the things to make it work. And eventually they probably will. They rebalance the game all the time. Things are always shifting. Um, you know, as of the latest uh <laughs> The latest tier list, because unfortunately I play with a bunch of dorks who are very into that, as Six made fun of me for. Um, uh, I, I think the Pixie is still considered like the worst unit in the game, um, which is funny to me. Just the basic Pixie. The LA Pixie is good, but uh, the, the Lilith one from uh, Code mm -hmm. Fairy. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, that, it, is, yeah. It, it is a bad it is suit. The is. Pixie is weak. And also, the G-Line full custom, sadly not great in the game, which has soured me on it, even though, like, an idea, I like it, because it is just, yeah, some 
some nerds basically going, yeah, we have an upgraded, like, G-line, so let's just put all the things from all the armors on it until we get, like, our customized one that suits, like, a personal role rather than a real combat role, right? Because that's, like, the mm-hmm. thing with it, too, right? Is, like, the uh, the idea of this would be you are using this to do your... It's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, because of the Armored Core trailer, it's on my mind, though. There's a difference between what is a good combat role for a mass production machine, but also what you as a player, like, would learn how to do with a machine, right? Like, people play wonky machines all the time in Armored Core because they've sat there and tweaked them and they know what their weaknesses and strengths are, though, to a degree that they can still do well with these machines that are weird. And that's what this almost feels like. Which, I mean, it fits the name. It's a custom machine. It is not a, uh... This is not a machine meant to be, like, you know, the Federation produces it and throws their ensigns in it. Mm-hmm. Um... It's a neat, it's a neat idea though. Um, but yeah, and that's actually basically it for the G line. Uh, you know, it's got a lot of variants, uh, for something that was kind of forgotten from MMSV, but after the video game, you know, it got to pop up in a lot of games and stuff and I like them and I like the modularity with them. Uh, I think it's cool. It's a cool idea. The idea that you would make this like limited production, like, you know, oh, this will be like our squad leaders, right? Cause we can't, we're still not mass producing the Gundam. But we can make our squad leaders have these, like, cool machines that, you know, can also be, like, suitable to different roles. Like, that that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And, yeah. Uh, the G-Line's a cool one. I like it. Uh, it's... I like it more than the 7th Gundam, honestly. I think the 7th Gundam, while fine, is a bit more boring. Whereas this was, like, the unit I really liked from the from that game. Yeah, I am not a 7th Gundam fan. It's, uh, um, it's reasonable... The full armor one is reasonably effective, but I just don't like the design very much. Yeah. All right. And with that, uh, six, one, do we have any questions or anything? Uh, we don't have any questions. Okay. Well, and then two, uh, let's get to our closing stuff. Um, six, where can people find you online? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at six Detmar, S A X D E T T M A R. Uh, and you can find me work at, Oh, uh, DMS are open there for questions, comments, listener requests. And, uh, you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. What about you, Dylan? You can find me at lowpolyrobot on Twitter and co-host. Um, still haven't been really online very much because I my life has been taken over by GBO2 and other th- and work. But, um, you know, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just follow me, though. Uh, sometimes I still post robots and people like seeing them. Uh, what was the latest one I put? Oh, right. I did post today. I forgot. I did post the last of my, uh, GBO2, or sorry, not GBO2, my, uh, Gundam Breaker mobile designs. Cause while I always said that game was bad and I told people not to play it, I did in fact play it almost every day since the day it came out because I'm, I like making customizable robots. I didn't mm-hmm. put any money in it, but I did put a lot of time in it. Uh, and that game is gone now. So maybe hopefully they'll make a real Gundam Breaker instead of a fucking fake one. But I posted some of my like last couple of designs from the end of the game that I had. Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, our, uh, our friends over at MAHQ have, have been uh, working away so far in June. Uh, we've had some more, uh, which mercury updates. We've had some new line art for laser and laser variations. Uh, we've had some uh, updates for Genesis climber Mospeda, which is not a show I'm familiar with in the slightest. Uh, and a little bit of work on, on the Zone of Enders stuff. So, that's cool. Yep, that's 
That's good. I like Zone of the Enders. Those are uh, cool designs. Have we ever talked about a Zone of the Enders design on here? I can't remember. You stopped me. Wait, I stopped you? Uh-huh. Because I tried to tack it onto the end of our Metatron gag, uh, grab bag. and you got No, d- but I thought we covered it before that. I thought we covered one. I don't think we've covered one. We haven't covered one? Okay. I couldn't remember if we covered, like, the Anubis or something. I have a lot of books, so if we ever do, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, there's some there's some stuff to talk about someday. It'll be fun. Um, yep. But yeah, also, uh, don't forget, uh, every Thursday, Gundam at MAHQ. Or no, not every Thursday. It's, uh... Oh, wait. It's like once a month, is that right? I, I think so. I'm, I'm spacing on the, uh... I'm spacing on the... I just, I, you know, I, I there are a lot of podcasts I listen to where I just like, oh, there's a new episode out. I don't really, I don't really form patterns in my head as to when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Thursday, June 22nd is the next live recording over on uh, their Twitch. All right. Well, and with that, six. What's our clothes? I have no idea what it would be for this. I don't, Those I don't suits are machines that were developed to completely and perfectly mass-produce all of the Gundam's capabilities. In other words, what's inside of it is a Gundam. They all are. Okay, that's actually kind of a good one. I'll admit. It's a bit ridiculous and overwrought, but like I understand the intent there. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Remember